Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, right. How are you doing, man? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm great, man. I'm honored to have you on, man. Thank you so much for uh, coming on the show today. Absolutely. Uh, do me a favor, Greg, before you talk. Introduce yourself to uh, my listeners. Let them know what a, a great guy you are and what great work you have done. Let them know what about yourself. Sure. Um, I'm Greg Allen. I actually, um, I've been a writer for about the past five years um, as far as books. I started writing before that. I um, come from a background of, of doing musical theater. I was an actor, a director, and I did a lot of writing for musicals, Starting actually starting as a, as a child. I wrote my first musical when I was 14. But um, it's, it's really a creative arts background, as I said, as from producing shows, doing a lot of stage work. And just around the past five years, it's really turned more into to novels and um, just had a children's book published this past week, actually. Well, congratulations on that. Now, um, I know you you, you had the the, um, the Broadway background, but when did it start to where you wanted to start writing books? Well, I would say it was probably really five years ago. Um, I, I did a play version of Well With My Soul, uh, the, the book that just came out this past fall. I wrote that as a play about five years ago, and when we did a reading of it, you do a stage reading where you – Actors can read the read the parts, and as the as the author, I get to hear it come off of the page. When that happened, I knew that I needed to turn this into a novel. Um, I love to tell stories of all kinds, and just once I heard that, I thought there's there's way too much more story here. I'm trying to cover 15 years in this book, and I think I need to turn this into a novel instead. And I really started that that long ago working on it, and then like I said, it was just this past this past October that it actually was released. Mm-hmm. Now that's the uh, well with my soul, correct? Correct. Now, um, I well with my soul. Uh, let's talk about that novel. I mean, I, I heard I heard a little bit about the book. Um, tell me, my listeners, what the book is about, and also the meaning behind that title, "Well with My Soul." Sure. The the book is about two Southern brothers. They they grew up in Tennessee, and it's about how the choices uh, we make affect those around us. The older brother leaves to go off to New York. He wants to make it big in the entertainment business, and he leaves the younger brother at home holding that proverbial family bag where he's taking care of their mother. Um, The book covers a lot of different themes. It deals with religion, addiction, both from drugs and sex, um, sexuality, and and how people can try and, and deal with those different adverse situations. And like I said, we followed them through the 15 years, and I'm showing opposite, really opposing viewpoints sometimes to the same topic by having the two different brothers. The title, Well With My Soul, is a condensed version of a hymn called It Is Well With My Soul. I grew up Southern Baptist in Texas, and that was one of my favorite hymns when I was growing up in church. So I kind of thought it made sense because this book deals so much with religion and, and different things. I thought the irony of the title 
it is well with my soul by by saying well with my soul because it is not with these brothers. The, the the peace is just not there. They're striving to find it. And the book is is watching each of them trying to find that place, um, notch out that place where they can fit in the world to find that inner peace that they're looking for. Yeah. Um, did you, when we released the book, did, I, um, did you get the response that you were looking for once the book was released? You know, I've had really... Great responses from it. Um, it's. I think it's. It was something that some publishers, when I set out to try to get it published at first, some people said, "Oh, in this economy, it's a depressing story." Depressing meaning following the the raw nature and the truthfulness that I tell it. You know, one brother is gay, one brother is straight, and they're dealing with the the question of can you pray away the gay? And I was trying to deal with that point way before that's even been in the news now. I set this book in the late 70s through the early 90s. But um, I wanted to, to get to that, how does someone deal when they're, when they're wrestling with that, when they're wrestling with internalized homophobia, because maybe they have a problem with who they, they truly are. So the feedback has been incredible from both gay men who lived in that period, have, have written directly to me or have written reviews online about it, all the way to um, to a straight woman that did a, a wonderful review and said, this book is for anyone. doesn't matter your views on religion or sexuality. Everyone should read this book. Now, this book also, uh, you stated to um, my counselor that it uh, received a literary award. Yes, it was the um, the 2011 USA Best Book Awards. And I was really excited by that because it was actually a finalist in the literary fiction category. And I think that excited me the most because too many times people assume because because one of the characters is gay that the book obviously must be a quote-unquote gay book. But I, like I right. said about this other reviewer, I really love when I hear back from people that – the book is for everyone. It doesn't matter if you're gay or straight. It doesn't matter your views on what you think about the AIDS epidemic or what was happening at that time in the culture during during the late 70s and through the 80s. Um, and because of that award with USA Best Books, they really drove that point home because they put it in literary fiction and not as a gay book category. Now, you... Uh... You wrote also you also wrote a book about uh, autism awareness. Now, when did that? When did uh? What, what was your uh your background on that? And what did you decide to write a book about this particular area? Well, it, my my godson has autism, and I wrote this book as a as a children's book, as a children's picture book, a very very simplistic approach to to talk to, to children as they're reading the book to say, you know, there's no need to be afraid of someone who seems a little different. And I wrote it from the viewpoint of the child with autism. So it was important to me. It's, it's something I'm very passionate about because it is based on my godson. Uh, I was excited because the book just won the People's Choice Grand Prize Award with, with Magenius Publishing this past week. They published the book. It's available on their website as a as a digital book. They're one of the the leading virtual bookstores for children's books that are that you can find on the web. So it, it was very exciting to me, and I I think it speaks to who I am as a person. If if people you know if your listeners get on Twitter and they follow me, they'll see that um, I talk about a lot of different different causes. 
from from autism to marriage equality to you know AIDS and HIV, I can become very passionate about about these different. Uh, I guess I can be an advocate really about different things. And when I am passionate about something, it's it's hard for me not to advocate for it. Mm-hmm. Would you consider yourself an advocate for autism and uh, an AIDS awareness? Would you consider yourself an advocate for both? You know, I, I think so. I think it depends on what I'm writing about. I I really believe that I like to write about diversity and whatever that might be, as well as adverse situations. Um, I I wrote one of my musicals that I had written that, that probably down the road I may end up novelizing as well was about a biracial woman in the 1960s in the South, and she was trying to break through the barrier so that she could teach in an integrated school. So I feel that I become impassioned about different topics, and I love to write about them. Um, I knew in writing well with my soul, I could not write a story that showed the gay community you know, from the late 70s and the 80s and not discuss what was happening with the onset of AIDS at that time. Um, I've often said there was a time you couldn't pick up a book that had a gay theme, and it was not about AIDS. And I think in some respects, because the new medicines have made it a manageable disease, some people, they're not discussing AIDS or HIV as much anymore. But I, I still really think it's important. You know, people are still living with it, and some are, are actually dying from it. So I'm glad when I pick up a book, and i got to tell you, in the past six months, I think I've read maybe five or six different books that have had that as a theme in their book. So I'm really glad that people still do write about it, and they don't just kind of brush it under the, the rug and say, well, AIDS and HIV is done. We don't need to discuss it anymore. I think all of these topics still need to be discussed and, and have a forum, whether it be in books, you know, movies, or television. People need to st- still discuss these things. All right. Do you uh, plan to um, hopefully one day turn your book into a movie? Any of your... I, I think it's probably... Uh, a goal that many writers would love to have. You know, it's, it's a very hard thing to do. But sure, if, if Hollywood came knocking, <laughs> hey, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stop them. I would love to see it as a movie. So, what's next for you after? What's next? I know you have another book coming out pretty soon. I, I have a, I do. On April 15th, I have a book called Patchwork of Me, and that is coming out. It, it follows the life of a, a 30-something woman. Who she grew up in the foster care system and she never really knew her past. So with the help of her therapist and some some quirky friends she has, she sets out on this road of self-discovery to find out about her past. And in, in doing so, she has to go on a cross-country road trip so she can come to terms with that past so that she can move on with her future. So um, it's that's more contemporary women's lit. Uh, I tend to write in multiple genres, and I I think I. I I just love doing that. I love finding different readers, and maybe someone will read one book of mine and go, wow, I'm really drawn to this. Let me see what's different that Greg's going to show us the next time you know, he comes out with something. Now, I, 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 I um, came to notice about you um, in the book, um, I believe, the AU Magazine. Correct. When did you start um, 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 putting, um, uh, what do you call it? You, you were, I saw your... your um, I saw you wear different things that you wrote in that uh, in the magazine. When did you become uh, a part of that magazine? Well, actually, that was just the book was reviewed in that magazine. So I, okay. I don't have other things that have written. Um, one of their one of their reviewers 
you know, got a hold of the book. They loved it and they wanted to review it, and they reached out to the publisher saying, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna review this book. You know, can we get a copy of the?" the book cover and things to put into the magazine. I was thrilled to see it show up in that magazine. You you never know who's going to be touched and who's going to want to review your work. And the moment I heard that that was coming out, I thought that's really great because they really they really um understood the part in the book about about AIDS and dealing with HIV and the fact that here was a fictionalized, you know, here was a novel dealing with that. And I thought they covered it really well in their review. I have to ask a question. Um, what is your thought on uh, on uh, on gay bashing and, and you know and for those who who are bullied or attacked because of their sexual preference? What is your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, I think it's I think it's a terrible thing, and and it's it's been so much in the news here recently, much more. I, I think back to I grew up in in the eighties, and in some respects, I think that the Kids today being bullied have it much worse than I did back then. I mean, the worst that could happen to us at that time, you could see your name was written on the, the bathroom wall. We weren't dealing with the Internet. We weren't dealing with somebody could put up a clip of you on YouTube and thousands of people could see it. So I think we live in a different age because of the virtual world that we live in and, and technology that I think it's terrible. I think that, yes, we have to to tell you know, teenagers that that it gets better, but I think we also have to find a way to deal with what they're going through at the time. Saying it's going to be better in five or ten years doesn't always help you because I remember when I was 15, 16, whatever I was going through at that moment, it felt like the end of the world. So by saying, don't worry about it, it's going to get better in five years, just hold on, hold on, I think there's got to be some way to to instill in people that, you know, yes, it will get better and this is this is not the worst time, but to really help them through that time because I think for all of us when we when we live through that moment, whatever whatever the bullying may be coming from, it does feel like it's the worst time. I asked I asked uh a lot of the uh the past guests about the situation and I uh we just lost uh a music icon uh Whitney Houston reports what are your thoughts on her passing? Because it was such an impact on the entire world. What was your thoughts on on her passing? Well, I mean, I think I think it was tragic. I think it's it's a a life, you know, gone too soon. Um, mm-hmm. We we still don't all know what happened. You know, there's there's still re- you can read everything and you can you can um, guess what you think happened, but none of us were there. None of us can be sure what actually happened. But I, I do think that she was an incredible talent. She touched so many people. And I you know, I think I think these things are tragic, no matter what it might be. If it has to do with addiction, if it has to do with prescription medication or, or sleeping pills. I mean we, we hear about that a lot with with different stars and and I think if it if it is that, if it is prescription drugs, I think that can be just as, as harmful to some people if you know if you're abusing those drugs as crack cocaine or something that's you know off the street. So um I, I think I think she was a, a major talent and it's gonna leave a really huge hole in in the the music scene, you know. Right. Um uh, so going up to what you just stated um about prescription drugs, 
there are I have known a few people who were who took some drugs because of whether they were bullied or whether they were harassed because of the life they chose to live. What 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 do you what do you think could should be done to prevent these things from happening again or suicidal? What do you think should be done to prevent these things from happening? I know I know we're always we're always quick to do say this and say that, but where nothing's being done because things just continue to happen and the and the rates keep going up and up and up. Well they do keep going up and I and I think with prescription drugs it's gonna take a major change in the way that people can get their hands on those drugs. The fact that you can go to one pharmacy and you know, fill a prescription and then go to another one and, and fill it somewhere else and get the exact same medication because there's no system speaking in the computer between those two pharmacies saying, this person just got this medicine. Um, that's, I think that's a huge issue right there. Um, I'm not saying I want us to turn into you know, Big Brother where every single thing we do is watched, but there's got to be some, something placed around that where you know, I think where the pharmacist or someone knows that this person's, you know, something is flagged in a system that hey, they just filled this prescription at, you know, the XYZ pharmacy down the street, and now they're here trying to fill it as well. So for me personally, I think when it comes to prescription, when something like that has to happen, on a larger scale, I'm not really sure what can be done. I mean, drugs and and alcohol and addiction has been a part of the fabric of of our society for a, a long, long time. I don't think it's right. something that's just going to go away that quickly. I think it's always going to be an issue because anytime I, I write a lot about addiction as well, and I think with addiction, it's something that doesn't matter if it's drugs, if it's food, if it's whatever that addiction may be, there's an underlying issue that has to be worked through. There's something else going on in that person that's making them feel they need to reach out to whatever that outside stimulus is. I, I, I would like for you to um I know you you wrote a book about autism awareness. I would like for you to continue on being making that a big priority. And I see that because I, I will I'm not a big advocate for autism but I'm a big advocate for behavioral health and, and cancer research. I'm a big oh. advocate for that. And I, I do this in events maybe a couple of times a year to to bring it out so that, you know, that people know that this is real and people who continue to suffer like their cancer and mental health is one of the biggest things that people die from each and every day from you know. Mm. So I, I want to continue to spread the word about autism, you know, and um and let people know that those people are human just like we are. They're they're no different, you know what I mean? And and you know and they they you know accept or accept them. I know people who as all people who that's because that's autism, they want to go near them or, you know, oh no, they're, you know, weird, but you know, they can't help what they have. Well, you know, you're so absolutely I, right. And and part of it is is that the spectrum is so large when it comes to autism. They, no two people are always alike um if they're diagnosed with autism. It's so it's so different. Some may be highly functioning, some may have no social skills, some may not be communicating. I wanted to make sure with the book that I wrote to say, look, I'm not an expert on the subject. I'm not trying to be an expert. I'm trying to show one story that happens to be my godson. It's someone that's 
It's personal for me. It's someone I know and I love dearly, and I've watched him as a 10-year-old boy deal with this his entire life. So I'm writing this story to say, hey, this and, – and, and telling it from his perspective. I got this superhero inside of my head, and, and he comes out, and sometimes I make sounds because for him, there are certain ticks that he does that may be a sound. Well, instead, I said that sound is his superhero battle cry. So I tried to, to twist the story so that children would understand it, um, just like I, like you were saying, to, to make them aware they're no different. You know, you, you don't have to fear them because they're different. And there's nothing wrong with being unique and being an individual. But um, something that was really wonderful was when, when this book came out, it was, it was a contest and people got to vote on it. And the first part of the contest was um, three weeks long back in the fall. And I started hearing from so many families of, of, of autism, parents, grandparents writing to me saying, what a beautiful, simple way of telling the story. This is my child. This is my, my grandchild. And people really related to it. And, and it was that moment where I thought, wow, this is, this is way bigger than Greg's entered a contest and, and wanting to get his children's book published. It took on an entirely new meaning for me. I felt very humbled and, and very proud to be this this minute speck on the on the autism awareness that you know channel where where I could be this tiny little voice in this world and and and, it, and it's amazing feeling and I'm happy that I can do it. And like I said, the book just came out this past week, and uh, I'm constantly going to keep talking about it because. I do think it is important for people to know, and and I was I was thrilled and, and and happy that I could do it in this way to try to get the children to say there are a lot of mainstreamed children with autism that are, that may be in your class right next to you, and when you see that child, just give them a little bit more time. It's going to take a little bit more time to get through to them, but but stick with them and try. And I went Thursday to my my godson's class where. Um, after the book won on Wednesday, they threw him this huge party. The kids were all excited because they had all been having their parents vote. So they were going online voting for this book. And it was such an awesome feeling to see how they responded to him. And like I said, he's mainstream. So he was the only one in that class with autism. And those kids were just surrounding him and, you know, congrats, Gabe. This is wonderful. This is wonderful. Your book won. So they knew this book was based on him, and it really, really was, was extremely um, pleasing for me to see on his behalf, to see how supportive they were of him. Yeah. And, 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 um, Jen, and, and when, you, when you have any type of event that uh, dealing with this autism, I, I will definitely, me and my show will definitely come out to the event and support it. And you can always use my show as a platform to promote it. Uh, autism. Do you have my word on that? Thank um, you so much. I appreciate that. No, no problem. And uh, when you release your book, uh, April 15th, please come back on the show and, and then talk about the show. There's a, there, there's a release party or anything. I'm going to definitely come out and support you. I want you to give out your website um, to my listeners so they can uh, find out more information about you and for your books and where they can purchase uh, What With My Soul and your beautiful book on autism. Sure, thank you. They can go to um, www.ggallen, that's A-L-L-E-N.net. So it's, it's Gregory G. Allen, so it's ggallen.net. 
And, you know, everything's listed there on my website. You can see how to get to my Facebook page. You can, you know, follow me on Twitter. Sometimes I do different types of giveaways or something of a book that may be coming out. So definitely look me up and, and follow me out there on the Internet. All right, Mr. Allen, um, I thank you so much for coming on the show. It was truly an honor. And um, please, please continue to go forth with your great work and be the great advocate that you are. And um, come back by the show any time that you see fit. Don't let this be your last visit, okay? And, and please keep, keep keep us informed on anything, and we'll definitely come out and uh, show a lot of support to you, okay? I will do. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Be blessed. Alrighty. Bye. Shout out to uh, Greg Allen, Gregory Allen, I'm sorry, coming on the show, brilliant, brilliant advocate and author, uh, talented, talented individual. Make sure you like the book and make sure you check out his website and, um, you know, much, much more. Uh, we send once again our prayers and also the fact of uh, legendary Whitney. We send our prayers and thoughts to the family of Ms. Whitney Houston, of course, once again, uh, it's truly, truly been a tragedy here, here on the show, and since her passing, and we've been um, giving her so much more support. Again, Steve Houston, her mom, is truly a, a long-time friend of the show, and um, once again, um, I know you guys want, but I will not reach out to her at this time um, for any interviews at this time. We're going to leave her um, at peace, and I have Um so we thank you so much for all of you who tuned in live today. Thank you so much. Um, all of your emails, me. Thank you so much. I appreciate continue to email the show to the Hot Show at gmail dot com. Um, thank you so much. I want to leave you with uh, Patty LaBelle, followed by Beyonce. Love you. Stay up. Stay strong. Good luck. God bless.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.